Hello, hello, and welcome to the Happiness Workshop podcast, where we know that happiness is a workshop. To show my gratitude for each and every one of you this Thanksgiving day, I'd like to offer you the gift of a free 30-minute Empowered Woman Breakthrough Session. This is a gift created for the Healthy Holidays Retreat guests, but I want to also extend this offer to all of you with my gratitude for being a loyal listener. During this free 30-minute Empowered Woman Breakthrough Session, we will create and customize a success plan to empower you through the holidays and beyond using any one of the following topics how to navigate your emotions in any situation, how to feel empowered around food and eating during the holidays, or how to create intentional connection and better boundaries in your relationships. We will also discuss what it would be like to receive more support and see if it feels aligned to do more work together. You can claim your free gift now through November the 27th. And to book your Empowered Woman Breakthrough Session, just click on the link in the show notes. Here's to feeling empowered this holiday season and beyond with gratitude from my heart to yours. My guest this evening is Brenda Holder. Brenda is the proud owner of Brenda Holder Coaching, and she is a certified practitioner in the field of emotional freedom techniques, life coaching, and counseling. She has had the pleasure of supporting children, youth, and adults for over 25 years. As a coach, Brenda is very passionate about helping women learn how to tap away the clouds and be able to see and do whatever they want. She uses a gentle and safe approach when working with clients by teaching them various techniques that help clear away those emotional blocks and allow them to achieve their full potential. All right, Brenda, welcome to the Happiness Workshop. Thank you for being here. Oh, I'm very happy to be here and thank you for inviting me. Yeah, I'm really excited for this. We've had several conversations and I feel like every time I learn so much, so I'm very excited to share you. Oh, thank you. I'm excited as well. This will be great. Yeah. So before we really dive in, tell us a little bit about your story. How did you get to where you are today? Well, I actually really love this question because it's given me some opportunity to really reflect and like, how did I get here actually? (laughs) So For me, you know what, to be here right now, sitting here with you, this has been um, a lot about putting myself forward, really thinking about myself, which is not what I have been doing, I would say, most of my life. And um, I think probably a lot of the ladies that listen to you can relate to this, is that we are most of the time putting ourselves, you know, behind everybody else. And that's really what's happened for me. I'm very grateful. I'm a mother of two uh, two great guys, and they're sort of young men now. And um, I worked in the field of mental health for over 25 years, and as a counselor, and doing um, full time, you know, work working as a, a mom. I don't like to say working as a mom, but that's sort of how it was how it felt at the time and my husband worked shift work and I had no idea that I was actually burning myself out and as I look back I'm really grateful it was hard learning but I went through a lot of health issues and I think one of the things for me that was a big wake up is that nobody was talking to me about my emotional health and so I was in the hospital probably on a regular basis monthly. I just stopped working. Um, You know, I got diagnosed with endometriosis. And then I had a lot of unexplained health issues. And the the really unfortunate thing, and I, I honestly think, Pascal, I don't think this has really changed much. I'm not sure about where you are uh, living, but here in Canada, we're still kind of in that box of like, Okay, if you don't have an issue, even around sort of anxiety or depression, 
um, you know, okay, we'll have to refer you. The wait lists are so, you know, long. For me, nobody was really having those conversations with me. And I was actually living in fight or flight pretty much most of my life. And um, so I'd had these episodes of like, you know, anger um, because I just felt so overwhelmed. And then I would go into shutdown. The thing is, I was so disconnected from my body and my feelings that I didn't really realize that I was actually contributing most of this. It was really mostly stress. And it wasn't until I got quite sick and I had to stop working that I had to really look at, okay, wait a second, there's got to be a better way. And that's really where my journey began in healing when I got introduced to somebody who who worked outside of the box, gave me some hope because I was feeling very hopeless in a system of, yeah, like we just don't know what to do with you. So go home and yeah, if it gets worse, come back. And that was never reassuring, um, to be quite honest. And fortunately, I didn't end up down that rabbit hole of, you know, taking prescription medication on a regular basis, but I see how it works. I see how it can happen. And so for me, I ended up um, getting curious, like the curiosity of like, wait a second, like, can I, I could possibly get better. How can that, you know, how can we find a way? So I, you know, got some really amazing people in my life that were spiritual, that were healers. Um, so I went very much away from traditional. And um, there was one, this one day I was on, you know, scrolling through Facebook and I came across uh, tapping. And I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. And it got me wanting more. And so I tried it out on myself. And I was like, wow, like my body actually feels better. And then I had my younger son at the time was playing a lot of sports. And I thought, you know what, would you be open to trying this? Because he was having, you know, the knee and the ankle issues. And he was like, <clears throat> yeah, sure, why not? And so he was actually training uh, for cross country meet. And I came to meet him and he said, I don't think I can do it. Like my heel's killing me. And so I was using essential oils and I brought my roller and everything. And I all of a sudden went, wait, let's try the topping. <laughs> he was like, okay, sure. And so we tapped on the issue. And what was cool about the young, the young people is they don't seem to have as much baggage as the mm -hmm. older people. So he was able to like clear it like super quick. And so something told me, like, why don't we tap on what you want? What is the goal here? And so he said, well, I'd like to come in top three. And I said, well, what if you could win the race? And he said, oh, okay. So we tapped on the possibility of that. And it was, uh, and I had him do a little test drive. I'm like, okay, go out and run and see how you feel. He's like, yeah, there's no pain. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. So, you know, in typical, like, mom, you know, cheerleading fashion, I'm out there, you know, rah-rahing for my son, and he, you know, he won the race, and I was like, okay, yeah, I need to learn more, yeah, so I, I searched high and low for somebody, I wanted to have a hands-on experience, and I found this amazing lady who's one of my mentors, Nancy Forrester, so I'm shout out to her, and uh the nefty community and she um is yeah still very much a part of my life so yeah i i got on board and that's how i became a certified practitioner so i and i use it i'm even using it right now <laughs> um just to help keep me in a nice calm regulated space but yeah it's transformed my life so it's really brought me here it's that it's that tool. I mean, we often have a lot of tools in our toolbox, but it's been that tool that's really um, given me that safety. So I feel so connected and safe in my body and I can work on really any, any emotion. I, I welcome all my emotions. So, yeah. That good. is so interesting. And thank you for sharing that story about your son, because it's one thing to have the experience for yourself. 
but especially a kid, a kid is going to be so honest and say, mom, this is crazy. This didn't work or, you know, whatever. But the fact a, that he was open to it and yeah. B was really honest and didn't block what it could do for him is amazing. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely an open-minded person, which is great. And um, I've introduced this to everybody in my family. So, um, but yeah, my older son, he's not, he's like, I'm okay, mom. Like, I may not, he, no, I'm, and then he'll eventually come around to doing some tapping. But yeah, my younger guy, it's like, it's almost like an automatic. So now he uses it on his own. He's even introduced it to his girlfriend. So I yeah. love it. There's yeah. the ripple effect, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's amazing. It's like planting and, the seed. Yeah, exactly. And this is what the kids should be learning in school. Like, obviously, it's important to learn your ABCs and how to write and how to read and how to, but this should be started in the beginning. Because imagine what could happen in this world if as children we were taught to regulate our emotions and regulate our nervous system a hundred percent i i couldn't agree more and i know that there is stuff happening there are a lot of schools actually in the u.s um thanks to um jessica and nick orton from the topping solution they have really done a great job of putting this out there to the world and um, yeah, I think that's, that's where we need to start. I think we need to start at home and we need to start in schools and because uh, co-regulation is everything. And I didn't realize at that time that what energy was and, you know, and our emotions and I knew the basics. I had the basic connection, but that's, I think, you know, where we need to start. So yeah, absolutely. I love it. I, I I feel like I could talk all day about it because, you know, like as an energy worker from one energy worker to another, there's just so much. And every time I hear someone else's story, even though it's probably the 1000th story or the 10,000th story, I'm still like, wow, it just still amazes me even today. Mm -hmm. that, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. So I want to bring a little bit. Um, of like the everyday person into the conversation. Not that this really hasn't already been about the everyday person, but I feel like, you know, in my own life, there's never enough hours in the day. So I remember not too long ago, getting in bed and I told my husband, I just feel like if I had four more hours, I'd be caught up. Right. Mm -hmm. But so I do feel like there's never enough hours in the day to get everything done that needs doing. How can you help people like me? Yeah, that's, I, I think that's another great question is that, and especially now as we're heading into the holiday season, you know, I think it even speeds up even more. <laughs> and so I think, you know, one of the things, and I used to think that, oh, I've got to do more and that, you know, I just got to keep going and work through it. But an actual fact is we actually have to slow down. And when we slow down, and I know that's really hard, and some, some of us might be hearing this going like, are you crazy? Like, how do you expect me to do that? <laughs> and so when we slow down, we actually are getting ourselves grounded because when we're running around and we're going like from one thing to the next, our energy is very scattered. And so we're not grounded. And so we need to get into a calmer space. And one of the things I like to recommend to people is first is connect with your breath. And a nice way to do that is, and that doesn't even have to take a long time. It's like a 30 seconds that, you know, you could actually just stop and just go place your hands on your heart and just take a breath in through your nose and then just exhale it out. And then I always recommend, you know, do it a few more times. We'll just do that again. Take a breath in and just breathe it out. How do you feel right now? I feel more calm. I feel more honed in on you. 
Yeah, and I find that, I mean, we just did two breaths, but if yeah. you actually, you know, did that a little bit more, it gives you, it's like a pause, and it's allowing you to look at, okay, what is it I'm trying to do here, and refocus, and so one of the things that I like to, you know, suggest to people is set intentions, like what's the intention, so if it's this is, you know, right now I need to just get myself back into a nice calm energy. I'm running around. If I take that breath to pause and then I can go, okay, there's this much time left in the day. What are the tasks that I want to get done or I feel like, you know, need to be accomplished? What's realistic? And one of the things that I like to talk about too is, are we doing things that we love or are we doing things that we need to do? And this is really important in terms of time management because when we're doing things with love, and I've noticed this, I'll share something about that, is that it's a lot less effort. It very much goes very smoothly. <laughs> it's beautiful. And then when we do things like, ah, I need to do it, there's that heavier energy and it's like you're working through resistance it's not going to flow and i was never somebody that really loved cooking but we need to eat so i was like okay what are we going to make and with that hassle of like thinking about what we're going to cook for dinner and nobody else was very helpful they're like well whatever you want and i'm like that's not helpful <laughs> can i just say how much that drives me crazy like if I knew what I wanted, I would just yeah. make that. Or I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but as soon as you no. said that, I'm like, oh, like, I feel <laughs> like that's the eternal struggle is, I don't know. What do you want? I don't know. What do you want? Okay. Carry on. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just need to do no. that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so I felt this, you know, almost like this burden. I have to figure out this, you know, the meal plan. And I'm sure a lot of uh, the listeners can relate and it can feel like, oh, and I don't want to do it. And so for me, I started to think about, I actually learned this from a friend of mine, is that she was very protective of her kitchen. And that if you came into the kitchen and you were feeling upset or angry or just in an irritated space, she'd be like, you need to take a breath and then you need to step out. If you can't calm yourself, then you can't be in this space because your vibration, your energy is going to affect the food. And I went, oh, wow, interesting. Like energy is everywhere. And I, but I hadn't made that connection. And um, so over while we were in kind of a shutdown place in the world, I started to look at cooking in a different love and I started to get, you know, interested in checking out different recipes. And so it became more, of um, an adventure than a challenge. So just even reflecting my mind, like, you know, shifting my mindset, I was like, oh, what kind of recipe can I find today? And then that became kind of a new, you know, adventure. And I remember going, I go into the kitchen excited and I go with that intention of wanting to make a nice meal. And the food, I can't tell you how well the food is tasted ever since I switched to that kind of energy and mindset. The other, the other, it wasn't that long ago, my husband, I guess he had had one of those days and he came in to the kitchen and he was really kind of, you know, irritated. And I said, you need to leave the kitchen. And he says, but I need to snack. I said, okay, you can have a five minutes to get your snack. And then I need you to, because I said, it's going to affect the food. And, and I do believe that. And so, you know, the food we cook has vibration. And so if we're putting, if we're putting in that frustration and we've got to put a, you know, a meal on the table, and this is something I highly recommend, and I even done this, uh, is I catch myself in the moments, that awareness of like, okay, I'm not enjoying what I'm doing. How can I change this? And we can choose again. We can choose in any, any second. We can make that choice to say, you know what, I can choose to feel calmer I mean it may not be happiness at the moment but I can feel a little more at peace I can feel at ease you know I'm taking this one step at a time and I think that's one of the things that 
as women, as moms, we need to just take a moment and slow down. And as we do that, we're grounding ourselves and that helps our energy to calm down. And so the people that are around us are also going to settle down. It will have, just like you were mentioning earlier, that ripple effect. And so I think when we set our intentions, even if you make a list, I you know if you're a list person, making a list of all the tasks you need to do, sometimes we just have to like refocus and look at, okay, maybe I'm only going to get one done today and I'm going to feel great about that one that I did. And giving ourselves that permission to be okay with that and giving ourselves that love because I think we are so hard on ourselves as women. Oh my gosh, I didn't get it all done. Oh my gosh, I'm going to have to do it tomorrow. And it just, it never ends. And we're just constantly trying to catch up. And so that's where taking that breath, refocusing and looking at one task at a time and then going, yay, I did it. It's going to be a great, a great way to do it. So I want to pull out a golden nugget of something you just said, and it is, we can choose again. So if we're showing up in this moment, if, you know, we can be in a great mood, right? And then other people come into our space and they're not in a great mood and that energy, it does get on us, right? And so maybe we're not in a great mood now. It's kind of brought us down a little bit vibrationally we can stop in that moment. We have a choice to Mm -hmm. say, you know what? No, I'm going to recenter. I'm going to ground myself. I'm choosing again. I'm going back to my high vibration because when we're in that, when we're surrounded by lower vibrating energy, when we're, you know, being, feeling like we're being pulled down or all our energy is being sucked out of us, you almost feel like you're, enclosed in this small space and by you know stopping yourself and saying wait I can choose again or I have a choice to do this differently or I'm not going to allow this to permeate me it just gives you a little bit more space to move and realize that wait I'm okay I'm separate from this let me just reground myself recenter myself and then you can show up completely differently Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think, you know, oftentimes we know, you know, we have the know-how. It's just we aren't bringing that awareness to ourselves because we're so busy, you know, running around. And I think one of the things that was a big learning for me is that I was really focusing on trying to take care of everybody outwardly and so forgetting about inwardly taking care of myself and that inner connection. And so, Yeah, I think one of the things, you know, if anyone's listening that's a mom is the best gift you can give is taking taking those few, even if those few minutes are in your bathroom (laughs) with the door closed and there could be some pounding on the door because that's where they usually come when you're in there (laughs) looking for you, um, is that you, you know, just take that moment, even if it's 30 seconds to a minute to just get yourself back into that space and really, you know, um, honoring that you deserve that. Because I think we're, we're so busy trying to take care of everybody. And yet we're forgetting about the most important person is ourselves. So yeah. yeah. And again, I say it all the time, how cliche it sounds, but you can't pour from an empty cup. So if you are not taking care of yourself, are you able to show up as your most authentic, most giving and caring self, you're not. So if you want the best for your family, your friends, your loved ones, you have to take care of yourself or you're not giving them your best self, right? Mm -hmm. So really it is selfless to do those things that we consider selfish. If you can take care of yourself, if you can... Like, it's not selfish to be selfish, right? It's selfless right. to be selfish. Yeah. And I think that's the headspace. That's the mindset shift we need is that if we can be, to be selfless, we have to be selfish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I remember like when I was working, um, I did a lot of work with moms and one of the biggest, even before I became a mom and a lot of the, um, approach I used to take was that when you do this for yourself, this is, this is actually going to benefit your children. Right. And I didn't understand energy or any of that co-regulating or any of that. That wasn't really being talked about. But at the same time, when I approached it, this is going to benefit your children. They bought into it as opposed to, you know, you need to do this for you. So just depending on where you are on your journey, if, you know, you just can't see the, the picture of like, this is going to benefit me because, you know, I need to recharge my battery it's actually benefiting your whole family, your children, you know, even your partner, because they're getting, just like you said, that better part of you, right? That more calmer and grounded energy person. And you're not going to feel so burnt out or so, you know, um, irritated by everything you have to do. So I think that sometimes it's just how we frame it, but until we've kind of accepted that in our head that you know what yeah i am i am entitled to this so it's part of that journey of healing <laughs> the ever yeah definitely and as we're sitting here talking one of the things that's coming to my mind you know where you were just talking about mothers and how it does affect your children when we you know i don't know about in canada but in the united states you go into the hospital and have a baby and then they're like, okay, here's your baby. Go home. Good luck. Mm -hmm. And there's no education. We always say like, oh, babies don't come with a handbook, but maybe part of having a baby should be some emotional regulation coursework. Maybe it should be this discussion about how being quote unquote selfish is really going to positively impact the growth of your child, you know, mm -hmm. physically, emotionally, mentally, it's going to impact everyone's life. If you can, you know, see the importance of taking care of yourself first, so you can then take care of everyone else in the best way possible. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the nice thing here in Canada, we do have a year long maternity but I know that's not always possible for everybody to take, depending if they're self-employed. Um, but it has given moms a better opportunity to be able to stay home longer. You know, because not everybody's financially in a place to be able to stay home indefinitely with their, you know, doing even doing homeschooling or, you know, but being more um, present. And yeah, I think that we need to have more, you know, support groups and more conversations to helping moms, um, because that's the beginning journey. That's how we're going to stop this continual cycle that's happening in terms of trauma. And, you know, especially if women are heading into postpartum, how are they getting that support so that they can be able to support themselves first and their babies? So, yeah. yeah. And I have to wonder as someone who did experience postpartum depression, I have to wonder how my experience could have been different if this education had been available on the front side, if I was front loaded with information about why it's not only why it's important to take care of myself first, but also mm -hmm. how to do it, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. with little things like tapping that, you know, you can lay in bed and do that when you're struggling to wake up for the fifth time through the night or whatever, like just being front loaded with those tools instead of trying to catch up on the backside after the damage is already done. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, when you talk about co-regulation, if you're holding, you know, your baby or you're trying to nurse your baby and you're feeling stressed because, oh my gosh, I got to get dinner going, or, you know, maybe you're just not feeling your best, and that's okay too, but you're, that has a ripple effect on the baby, and so if we're not even educating people around all of that piece, then 
we're not really doing, you know, we're not really helping anyone here. It's it's just we're continuing the cycle of this. So I think that's where we need to start. And it's so basic and simple. Um, but yeah, yeah, we still yeah. have the work to do. Yeah. So I just want to say this one more thing, because every time you say something, I'm like, oh, and this. Yes, and. <laughs> Um, I just want to go back to your friend who is like, if you're not vibrating high, you can't be in my kitchen because it affects the food that goes right back to nursing your baby. So not only is the baby not going to latch because you're stressed. So you're, you know, create, you're causing the baby to feel the stress. Mm -hmm. Your breast milk is going to be impacted yeah. with lower vibrating energy because you're stressed out. So it's just all, it just is a cycle. It's a circle. It just is around and around and around. And yeah. really, it really is about starting in the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. interesting. So in the past, I feel like I could just keep this conversation going, but the next thing I want to address with you is so interesting. So I want to make sure we have time to do it. And, um, you've talked to me previously about the window of joy. So what is the window of joy and how does it relate to creating and recognizing happiness in our own lives? Yeah, this is, this was a new concept for me. Uh, I learned this a few years ago through my mentor, Nancy Forrester, who introduced this to us, um, practitioners and, you know, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Peter, uh, I think it's Peter Levine, he talks about the window of tolerance. And that was something we were taught about as well. You know, it's this window where I'm, you know, I'm basically keeping it together. Like, as life comes, we have, you know, sort of, uh, sometimes it can feel like little ripples of stress, but we can still keep it together. And we're, you know, managing it. And it was an interesting, you know, conversation that was brought by my mentor, Nancy Forrester, is that we need to focus on these sparks of happiness and we need to address the positives. If we're focusing just on the stress or, you know, the issues, then it's really hard to see what's possible. And so that's, that's what that window of joy is, is it's really an opportunity. That's where we're, we're calm. That's where we're grounded. And that's where things feel hopeful. And that, and the window can really vary in terms of size. Like sometimes the window can feel really big. Like, wow, I can do anything. I, I feel like I've got everything going my way and it's going to be great. And there can be times where the window feels a lot smaller. But the, the beautiful thing about this is that awareness is like, I know about that window and I can, I can see what I'm looking for. Like my, my happy place was always the beach. And I used to think, oh, like I don't have to be at the beach to be in that happy place. So what happens is, is that a lot of the time we're living more in this, you know, either I'm, you know, fighting to defend myself or I'm running away from things because they're too much. It's overwhelming. I just don't want to deal with it. And then what happens is our nervous system just says, that's enough. I'm done. And it shuts down. So we go into either faint or freeze. And the beautiful thing is the window of joy is like right in the middle. And that's where we're regulated. We're emotionally regulated. And we're actually able to heal. That's where, when we're trying to work on things, that's the space we want to be in. And so as we have these little, you know, blips come up, they're like, oh, you know what? That's not so bad. You know, I had one yesterday. It was a pretty significant one. Um, you know, I have an older son. He's 22. Couldn't, couldn't get a hold of him for, for a long time. Yeah. And, you know, when you're dealing with, with adult children, you know, there's none, you know, you understand that they're, they're off doing their things, 
But at the same time, when you're trying to reach them and they they said they'd be home, there's a there's an understanding. I called around and there was definitely some thoughts of like, is he somewhere that he is hurt or that's a nightmare. It's so scary. Yeah. And so the beautiful thing is, is that I was able, once we got in touch with him, uh, I was able to get into my window of joy and be in that place of gratitude that he was safe and that um, everybody was safe. We were all able to come together and have dinner. Um, And I was able to really appreciate that moment. And that brought me back as opposed to staying in that energy of like, how could you have done that? That was so inconsiderate. It wasn't, I didn't stay in that space. So that's the beautiful thing about this awareness and, and having these tools is that you can get back into that grounded energy. And really it's about also protecting your energy too, because if we stay in that uh, resentment, that anger, it's, it's not, serving ourselves and especially and it's not really going to help anyone else and I even like you know I'll talk to friends and they'll say yeah you know my husband and I had an argument we don't haven't talked for days and I'm just like I can't I can't I can't understand um yeah I understand how people argue but staying in that heavy energy it's because people don't know any other way Right. And so how do we, you know, like, oh, how do we make things right? So we all talked about, I mean, I even did some saging. I like saged everybody. We're going to shift the energy in the house and we're going to start from, we're going to start again. And we had to talk about communication, but it got us back into that window of joy. And so when I was out walking my dog, I was like reflecting on feeling gratitude that we're all okay. And that even though this happened, we're, we're still okay, we're safe. So that's the key here is that it brings us back into that space of I'm safe, I'm grounded, I'm regulated. And so we can then kind of, you know, go through those little ripples, but it doesn't take over like, oh my gosh, now I'm just like, my whole day's ruined. It's thrown everything off. I can't function. And that's what happens, right? We get whipped into this tight cyclone of like drama. And then the next thing you know, like we've shut down and we can't, we can't do anything. Yeah. That's interesting because, you know, you might, I, I feel like it's human nature or it's just very common now where, okay, maybe you spilled your coffee this morning on the way to work. And then you, um, I don't know, you dropped your papers as you were walking in the door. And then, I don't know, like three different things. Maybe before you left the house, the dog peed in the floor. And so you're going to allow those things to now control the whole rest of your day, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like that is the cycle, the spin that we get into as humans is, well, I can tell this is already going to be a bad day. Mm -hmm. Okay. you're making a choice in that moment to allow those one, two, three things that have happened to control all the hours you have left in your day. There are 24 hours in a day and those three unhappy things that happened were maybe a total of seven minutes that affected you. So the other 23 hours and 53 minutes, you're going to allow to be a bad day because of the seven minutes of unfortunate things that happened. And so it really is looking at it differently and making a choice. It all comes, like you said, back in the beginning of this conversation, we can make a different choice, Mm -hmm. right? So it's choosing to look at that window of joy. It's choosing to say, you know what? I don't wanna stay in this energy. I wanna go back to feeling the energy in my window of joy, how do I do that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think that, you know, you hear it, and I used to do this myself, right? It's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, you you actually get up. I'm not a morning person, so it's so interesting. Um, 
that was always a challenge. And so then it would be like a snowball effect and they would just go from one thing, one bad thing to the next. And then I'd be rushing to work and then I'd have like, you know, a scenario with a client and it wouldn't go well. And, and I had no idea how to reset myself. And I think that's, that's one of the things that I feel very passionate about is that people just don't have these tools and they're so, once they learn them, they're just so easy to, you know, get back on track. You know, you don't have to take anything. They're actually a part of your body. You know, what I'm referring to like connecting to your breath, like consciously breathing and just slowing down because we breathe unconsciously when you start to connect to your breath the beautiful thing is and if some if you're you know somebody listening that you like think all the time like you can't shut that off when you actually connect to your breath you can't actually think about your thoughts it actually slows everything down and and then going to some tapping that's you can tap on your fingers that's how you do the tapping you're using your fingers and some of your pressure points on your on your face or your hands. And so you have what you need. That's I think the key is we have everything we need. That's like a that's a mantra that I follow. So I think people just don't know how to reset. And so we go down this get into this snowball effect and then the next thing you know, um we're yeah, we're falling apart, you know, we're barely keeping it together. And we're burning at, you know, both ends of the candle. And, um, yeah, and I think it's gotten worse. I think people are really struggling more than, you know, I think because of the pandemic, we've really, you know, people are, are already overwhelmed. And then we've got to stay away or we've got to do this or we've got to do that. And we're kind of like, what do we do? You know, we, do I, you know, wear a mask, not wear a mask, you know? And so people are constantly, I think, living in this state of fear which is so vulnerable to our, our immune system, right? It puts our immune system in a state of stress. It's that fight or flight freeze response to my, what am I supposed to do? And I think yeah. people are currently living in that. There's been a lot of science lately talking about how we cannot actually multitask, right? We think we can as humans, as women, or you know, as mothers, because you're pulled in so many different directions, women, especially, I feel like want to do it all for everyone and be all things for everyone. The science says we, our brains actually cannot multitask. So what you're thinking you're doing, you think you're multitasking and accomplishing so many things, not true at all. Your brain actually has to shift. So you know, sometimes our brains might shift every one to three seconds from this thing to the next thing, to the next thing, back to the first thing. And you're not a accomplishing anything as quickly as you think you are because your brain keeps shifting. You're exhausting yourself because it takes a lot of energy for your brain to continue to shift. And also I don't know what the also is. Like, I feel like it all comes together. Like the also that I was about to say, I'm like, but it also goes back to not accomplishing as much as you think. No, here's the also. The also is as women, we try to do all things and be all things. If you took your family out of the equation and think about all the other things you try to be and do in your life, if you poof disappeared tomorrow, what's really going to change in the world? And I yeah. feel like that's kind of sad to think about like, oh, would the world not really change if I wasn't here? And to some people, it most definitely would. Mm -hmm. But in the bigger grand scheme of things, you and I were just this little speck on this big rock in this mm -hmm. enormous universe in this infinite existence that just goes further and further out. So 
if we can't accomplish all things and do all things for all people all the time, it's okay. So in our list making and our trying to do everything and be everything and get everything done, it's time to really refocus that and think what on this list is going to bring me the most happiness. What on this list is the most important to me and to the people that I love and care about? Mm -hmm. What things can be let go? Because if I poof, we're gone tomorrow, it's not going to matter if they were done or not. Right? So we really do need to reevaluate everything we're trying to do. What does fit in our window of joy, our window of happiness? what kind of resonates with that window and what can we release and just say, you know what, this isn't serving me. This isn't serving the people I love. This isn't contributing to the life I want to create. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I think, you know, it's giving ourselves that permission to do. I think that's one of the biggest, um, almost, I don't want to, you know, it's kind of like a hurdle. We, we put a lot of expectations speaking for myself. Um, you know, I've had to really, I, I even still, I have to catch myself, you know, um, what am I, you know, uh, what's that story I'm telling myself, you know, that I need to, I need to do it all. And being somebody that was, you know, an empath and I'm, you know, always trying to please everybody. Um, that was how I thought, you know, I would get acceptance and love and, you know, people would say, hey, Brenda, wow, what a great job, you know, you, you're always doing such a great thing here, you're going above and beyond, and um, yeah, that's not how it works, and I just kept, try- it was like I was trying to fill the bucket, and there was a big hole in the bottom, and it yeah. just kept, you know, um, draining, and that's what happened, so I think we have to start to give ourselves permission and it's a good way to stop that cycle you know it maybe it's what you were told or you heard from your parents you know maybe that's how your mom did things and you know we're we're our own people but it's like well my mom did everything so that's kind of how I need to do everything <laughs> um and it's been I'm a sitting over here raising my hand <laughs> yeah <laughs> so again it goes back to the choice of how do you want to feel? How do you want to be? And, you know, just taking it literally, I would say one, you know, if it's what you can manage right now is focusing on one moment at a time, you know, and we jump into too much, either we're living in the past or we're moving to the future and we have no control over anything, but right now, all we have is this beautiful moment here. And that's so, you know, when you're listening to this, it's like just take a moment and just breathe into where are you at in this moment and and honor that and really you know even just place your hands on your heart and just feel feel that and just show some gratitude to yourself yeah it's just a little bit <laughs> yeah it's true and it is about the story that we are telling ourselves, right? What is the story as to why I need to do all these things? Is it because I feel like if I'm not being productive, I'm not worthy of love? Is it because I need other people to stroke my ego and tell me how amazing I am? Is it whatever it is? I have a friend who has really overextended herself over the years in volunteering for different boards and different organizations. And it really is starting to catch up with her. And she said, you know, they, one of the boards in particular said to her, but you're such an integral part. You're so important to this board, you know, what, fine. But what if she stepped away? Is the board going to dissolve because she stepped away? No. And is it good for her? Like, are they worried about what's good for her? Or are they worried about what she can do for them? 
-hmm. And I feel like that's another important question along with what's the story you're telling yourself in your head is the validation that you're seeking. Are you soaking that up? Because a, you need the validation, but B you're soaking it up. So they're giving it to you more and more and more. And it's like the breadcrumbs that keep bringing you back in. Yeah. And do you need those breadcrumbs? Because I think you don't. I think if you can turn your gaze inward and like you said, put your hands on your heart and give gratitude for yourself, give yourself some self-love. If you can talk to yourself that way, if you can recognize all the beauty and all the amazingness that you are, maybe you don't need to follow the trail of breadcrumbs and just pick up any little thing that someone throws your way. My advice to her, and I guess it wasn't necessarily advice, but, you know, she wants to remove herself. And I was, I said, you know, if this no longer brings you joy, if this no longer serves the life that you want to create, step away. And when they say, but you bring so much, this is such a great, whatever, just say, you know what? I appreciate. Thank you so much but this just isn't a good fit for me at this time. Yeah. You're still giving your love. You're still acknowledging, you know, the compliment that they've given to you, but it doesn't mean that you have to wear their opinion or their compliment as your cloak or as your identity. Thank you so much for acknowledging me, but this just isn't a good fit in my life right now. You know, it's easy to say saying no, no is a complete sentence, right? Yeah. Actually saying no and stepping away is so much harder to do. But if you can reframe that no with love, if Mm -hmm. you can turn the gaze inward and really question yourself, is this thing that I'm being offered going to bring me joy? Or is this thing going to create more stress in my life? Is this something that is going to fill my cup? Or is this something that's poking a hole in the bottom of my bucket? And really sitting with those questions and answers before you make up your your mind. And if the answer is yes, fantastic, go do it. But if the answer is no, then just frame your no with love and kindness. Thank them for the beauty of what they think you could bring, but then acknowledge yourself. This just isn't a good fit in my life right now. And I have to honor that. Mm -hmm. And that can make all the difference. It's hard to do. It's hard to make that change initially, but when you can finally be brave enough to do it, even with a shaky voice, you get Mm -hmm. through it. The next time is going to be easier. And then the next time is going to be easier. And then suddenly you're creating a life that brings you more happiness, that brings you more moments of when you're in your window of joy. Yeah. And I, that was a great example because I think that's really how it starts, you know, for us as women in particular is that something we're doing. And then it's almost like, I don't know that I want to keep doing this. Like there's something it, you know, I used to love doing it, but now I, I don't feel that same, you know, love about it. And it kind of, I think that's where we start to go, okay, what's going on here? And then, you know, when you start to recognize that awareness, that's, that's beautiful. Like that's the beginning and, you know, celebrating that, that's really the, the beginning part of like, okay, I, maybe I need to move away or I need to, you know, have a conversation start with that conversation with yourself. It's a good reflection. You know, I think sometimes people think, oh, I don't have time. I can't meditate. I'm too busy. My mind won't stop. But honestly, I think that's a form of meditating. It's like that reflecting what's coming up about this, that I don't feel the same pleasure. Why is it not satisfying me anymore? Yeah, it's so true. You know, it's interesting because I work with married women who feel disconnected in their relationship. And my whole six month program is really about turning their gaze inward, like we just talked about, 
and realizing, you know, learning who they are, learning what their needs are, really starting to notice, okay, I do feel disconnected, but why? Mm -hmm. What is it about this situation that's causing me to feel disconnected? And I guess, I don't even know if causing is the right word, but what, you know, has created this disconnection for me. And it's looking at yourself first and really developing a relationship with yourself, because Mm -hmm. how can you know what you want or what you need from the other person if you don't even truly know what you want and what you need? And sometimes when we're in this spin, in this spiral of just trying to get through the day, just trying to get it all done, just trying to be all things to all people, and we've lost ourselves, we don't even know how to get back to ourselves. Yeah. So how can you, again, expect a connection with someone else, a true deep connection, if you don't even know how to get back to yourself anymore? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Yeah, I think, and I think too, sometimes when it feels, you know, that uncomfortableness, we don't, you know, we don't like that. I, and I, I know for a fact, cause that was me and I, you know, would procrastinate, you know, um, avoid, you know, however, you want, whatever you want to call it, that became my strategy. I mean, it was easier to just, not feel and I felt very I mean there was a very huge disconnect in my body yet that's my body was so much screaming out like Brenda we're trying to get your attention (laughs) (laughs) and yeah I I I was numb to it really didn't know and I think you know coming from working in in a you know a therapeutic treatment type of environment for many years I we always talk about safety but not really talking about safety within our body and you know that that had I had no concept of that and when I was like going through and supporting people and you know oftentimes you're not really supporting yourself that was my body's way of telling me that yeah you're not you're not connected you're not you're not taking care of us we're not safe so when you try to talk about you know or even reflect on these uncomfortable feelings like you're feeling some triggering you you want to run the other way and it's not until we learn how to feel some safety in our body that we can actually see these you know um uncomfortable feelings as you know what? They're clues. They're really just yeah. trying to communicate with us. They're not actually the enemy. They're actually very helpful. Embracing them and, as opposed to pushing them away and like, ugh. you know, when I used to get angry, that was kind of thrown, like referred to as like, oh, you're having an, ang-, you know, um, an anger fit. Um, I used to have red hair. I was a naturally redhead. Um, oh, the dye must be seeping into your brain. Mm. <laughs> it was like, there was all these interesting, you know, comments and um, so frustrating. Triggered. Oh yeah, it was like you want to see anger. <laughs> like it was like <laughs> here comes the volcano, you know. Um, and then I would then just collapse because you know your your system, your nervous system can only handle that intensity for so long and then it says time out or you know we're physically timing you out so I think that's I think one of the challenges is that we we have some of these uncomfortable feelings but we don't know how to deal with it and so we're not really you know going back to what we're talking about with just even how we start the process of life it's like how do we prepare ourselves to you know talk about some of these uncomfortable feelings you know whether it's anxiety or uh depression perfectionism you know what what are we how do we even open that up and so if we can't contain ourselves safely again going back to that window of joy then you know 
we automatically go off into, you know, oh, my, my chest, I can't, I can't breathe. You know, it's like, yeah, your body is telling you that what you're talking about is really challenging and it's trying to keep you safe. And so until we can manage that and go back to just getting ourselves into a safe, calm, grounded energy and feeling that in your body, we then can start moving towards those other things. So I think when people are trying to make decisions, if they haven't figured out or haven't learned how to ground themselves and kind of connect to their body, it's very difficult and they end up just going back to their strategy of avoiding. And yeah. then avoiding or numbing. Repeat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I want to keep talking to you for about two more hours, but before we run out of time, I just wonder, this is all so much, right? When we're, like we said, when, when we're living in the spin, how do we start to step out of it? Like, what is one piece of advice you would give as we head out today to any woman who feels overwhelmed because she's trying to be it all, do it all. What is one thing you would say to her about where to start, how to, how to start to, okay, wait, there is a different way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the, the one thing that I would say is, and it might be two things combined, but it's really um, connecting, connecting with your breath and taking that pause. When you slow yourself down and take that pause, and you might be thinking like, I, don't, I just don't, I don't know how I can do that. And it might be, I mean, I, I don't really recommend you doing this while you're driving. You mm -hmm. know, it's more, you want to be doing this when, you know, you're in your house, you know, where you're not behind some kind of a vehicle of some sort, you know, or, you know, having to deal with people. But sometimes we don't have that luxury and you may just have to step aside your children are always, maybe your children are there, but just step aside, placing your hands on your heart and just breathing in through your nose and then exhaling it out through your mouth. The other thing is, is that, and this is a great tool and anybody can do it, is tapping and even just tapping on the side of your hand below your baby finger. And this is a meatier part of your hand. And even if you just start to tap there, and breathe, you can't think about anything else, it will actually help you to connect because this is, these pressure points are connected to our meridian, which is where we have our energy channels. And when we connect to our um, pressure points, as they're saying with the science, is that we are connecting to our brain and our amygdala is where all our emotions are controlled and when we connect there even if we're not talking about our emotions it then sends a message down into our nervous system that we're safe and so when we start to feel and this is something that may not feel you know may not be a, a usual feeling that you're used to i recommend you just stick with it for you know even a minute even if you have to set a timer but just gently tapping. You could even tap on your collarbone and just taking that moment to just take a breath and just breathe it out. And as you do that, just feeling your body, connecting to your body, connecting to yourself, making sure your feet are on the floor if you're standing feeling that presence if you're sitting, making sure you can feel your body in the chair you're sitting in and just taking that moment. The beautiful thing is this only takes a moment. So I have been tapping as you've been talking and I do, I just, I mean, I was pretty relaxed anyway, I feel like, but this, I did end up closing my eyes once I started tapping at my collarbone and I almost feel like I could have 
just gone into like a meditative state or dozed off or it definitely brought me down. Yeah. And so I think one of the things is that we just need to get ourselves grounded. Yeah. So, you know, if, if you can't remember to tap, then, then focus on your breath, right? Take a breath in through your nose and then exhale it out through your mouth. And, you know, I'm hearing more and more people are talking about like, you know, I just can't get my breath. I mean, they don't necessarily feel like they're having an anxiety attack or a panic attack, but it's like, I just feel like I can't breathe fully. And yeah, because we're not actually breathing deeply. We're, we're just taking very shallow breaths. And so that's, if anything you can take away from today is just placing your hands on your heart and just taking that moment to just breathe in. And as you breathe in, really focusing on how do I want to feel in this moment? What is it that I can choose to feel right in this moment? And then as you breathe out, release that. And if you can, say it out outward. You know, I want to feel more at ease. I want to feel happy. I want to feel relaxed, whatever that word is, but allow yourself that opportunity to choose again. We all deserve it. We all deserve it. That's a highlight. We have the opportunity to choose again for me in this conversation. I feel like that is the beautiful gift wrap around the whole conversation is that we have the opportunity to choose again and we have tools that can help us choose. And, you know, we might know some of them. We might not really know any of them. It's just reaching out and asking for help to make a different choice. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. I think you have so much wisdom, so much knowledge your energy is just so beautiful and calm and peaceful. You're just this knowing being. And it's just been such a privilege to have you here today. Um, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, I can put your contact information in show notes. What's the best way for people to contact you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my website is uh, www.brendaholdercoaching.com. And I have some exciting, if people check out my website, I have a tapping guide that they can download for free and a tapping meditation for free. So Fantastic. Yeah, I'm very I excited. recommend that everybody hop on and get that because what a useful guide, what a great way to get started in building your own toolbox so you can start living in your window of joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And thank you so much, Pascal, for uh, joining me and allowing me to be a part of your uh, podcast today. So, yeah. Amazing. Thanks for being here, Brenda. What an amazing conversation with Brenda Holder and so many golden nuggets to hold on to. I want to wish all of you a happy Thanksgiving and to remind you that you have the power to choose differently. Don't forget to claim your free 30-minute Empowered Woman Breakthrough Session before November the 27th. And as you go into your weekend, keep moving forward and always remember to go within. Good night.